Hi, I'm Erica Keslin. Welcome to Left to Our Own Devices, a show that explores how to bring our human to work and to life, because left to our own devices, we're not connecting. My guest this week is Randy Zuckerberg. Randy is an entrepreneur, investor, TV producer, radio show host, and best-selling author. She's a board member at financial services company Motley Fool and Lincoln Center, and that alone shows the diversity of what this woman brings to the table. She's a Broadway singer, a wife, a mother of three, and someone who I am lucky enough to call a friend. Before I introduce her formally and have her say hello, I want to say that I saw a recent Instagram post of hers that highlighted some additions to her bio since quarantine started. She now would add to her bio, she's a homeschool parent, the quarantine police, cake from a box chef, a hobbyist wine drinker, and my favorite, a professional, unpredictable emotion displayer. I think I will add that to mind. So Randy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. It's a roller coaster each day. Like you wake up, I think I'm having a great day. And then I walk downstairs and like scream at my children a minute later. So you, you never yeah. know what you're going to get. Well, like me, I mean, you're you're on the road. I think you said last year you gave over 50 speeches around the world. And so how has that transition been to, to being home? It's, you know, it's been wild for the last, almost the last decade. I would say I've been on the road once a week for the last decade. Um, last year, I visited something like 30 different countries around the world. I think I took 50 trips. And so I have mixed emotions. On, on one hand, I, 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 do, I feel it makes me feel sad for the people whose livelihoods are so impacted, including my own uh, as a professional speaker and but on the other hand, there's something about just kind of enjoying the stillness and the quiet pace of life with my family that I just haven't had. Um, I have a, a new-ish baby, 10 That's months old, new. and uh, I, I never really anticipated getting this much time with her. I thought I, I would have just you know, my few weeks of maternity leave, and then I'd be back on the road. And so I, I've been spending a lot of time. So that's been the silver lining for me is that um, I don't think I've ever had a period of time in my entire life as a mom where I've had this much quality time with my kids. And, yeah. And I think even on those days where you say you come down, you're yelling at your kid, we, we are going to look back on this time and those connections and, and really value them. I mean, totally. I, I think it's interesting because I mean, I think so many of us as adults, we have very complicated feelings professionally and personally about this lockdown. But I actually think our children might remember this as some of the best times of their lives. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I mean, I, I'm in a different stage with three teenagers, so I will get back to you on that if I, if in fact I, I survive it. But yeah, even those little moments of Cinco de Mayo that we all celebrated the other night and, and um, just trying to find a little bit of levity and laughter. Totally. That's what we were doing. We, we've had, you know, four back-to-back -back birthdays in our household over the past few weeks. And um, we have used the same bumblebee balloons and like happy birthday sign for every birthday. So it started with my son's ninth birthday and then it was my husband's birthday. So we just like crossed out the nine and wrote his birthday in. And then like the next birthday, we're like, what theme do you want? Hint, there's only one correct answer, bumblebees. <laughs> like, so, you know, you just kind of roll with it. That's so funny. So the name of the podcast is Left to Our Own Devices. 
And it's about bringing your human to work and it's about honoring relationships with yourself and others. So when I think about honoring relationships with others, you know, you have your colleagues, you have the companies that you advise, you have board members, and we have family, friends, and again, of course, your yourself. So how do you honor that relationship with yourself? You know, I'd say pre-COVID and, and even now. It's such, first of all, uh, Erica, I love the the title of the podcast, Left to Our Own Devices. It just, it, it just conjures up so many questions really about our time. And, you know, one thing that I've really been struggling with a lot right now is, um, is just the, the sheer amount of screen time that everyone in our family is having. Um, I, I mean, I actually about, I guess, almost a decade ago now, I wrote a book called Dot Complicated that really addresses, um, you know, all the, all the complications of having too much screen time, especially for children. I wrote in the book, you know, that children under 13 shouldn't have, you know, unsupervised access to the internet, all of these things. And now I'm sitting here with a nine-year-old who's alone in his room for 10 hours a day, like on Google, completely unsupervised with access to Zoom and Gchat and email and everything. And I'm just sitting here scratching my head, like how in just a few years did I go from kind of writing a book about internet etiquette and everything to like violating all my own rules one bedroom over. And um, it's, so that's something that I know I'm grappling about because a few weeks ago, he didn't, he had never even opened a computer, this child. And now it's almost expected that in a few weeks he's learned perfect online etiquette and balance and how to, to do these things. And so I don't know, Erica, I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling here, even though I know I'm supposed to be the one who's giving other parents advice on this. But would you say, did, did any of your thinking on this shift from when you wrote dot complicated in terms of look, it's hard, 10 hours, and and when your kids are younger, all of that is hard. But I guess my question is, both for him, but also for you, are you are you seeing any upsides in terms of, this is all we have, in terms of technology mm-hmm. being a lifeline right now? And yes, absolutely. I would- and uh, and I, I have to say that they're actually, I mean, he's picked up so many real world skills in the last few weeks that are incredible to see. Um, he learned how to use Google Slides. And then both for my husband's birthday and for Mother's Day, he made us these animate, these like really awesome animations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that he had never, he didn't even know what Google Slides was a few weeks ago. And now here he is kind of doing these really complicated things. Um, he organizes his own chats with his friends over Zoom. He's learned how to have an email. And like he, so he'll email his grandparents and ask them, you know, to have a time to read together online. And so these are actually, you know, very useful real world skills. Um, it's also given us an opportunity to have some very, uh, you know, kind of tougher conversations. We, we actually created a family contract before we gave him his computer to use. So he had to sign his name saying that he wouldn't bully people. He wouldn't um, be on chat during class time. We had, you know, almost like two pages of of rules on how to be a good online citizen. And so it gave us an opportunity to discuss that as a family also. Right. Well, it sounds like, you know, I often talk about finding the sweet spot between tech and connect. So how 
he's leveraging and all of us are leveraging technology to strengthen and deepen connections, like you said, with your parents and reading and organizing chats with your friends, with his friends, but then also putting technology in its place and and turning it off and Uh having that family time, having that alone time. So I think it's harder right now, but I I do think the skills that, that we are all learning right now and showing us how much we are craving that human connection, at least my hope is that when we go back to whatever the new normal looks like, when we are physically co-located, we opt to put the technology away. And I, I, I hope that that happens. I have, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you a question on your podcast, but I, I'm curious if you're seeing the reverse with, with teenagers, if they're into kind of like spending less time on screens and, and, and more time, or if they're doubling down on screens and what you're seeing. I think they are spending less time on it. My daughter, Caroline, was just on a podcast or a webinar with a bunch of teenagers and saying that their stress levels actually are lower because mm. of the pressure of school and Instagram and and all of these things. And I walked into the other room earlier and she's coloring and making friendship bracelets. And, you know, she learned is learning how to play the guitar and and finding all of these things yeah. to, you know, not only pass the time, but um, you know, to try to calm herself down with with all this uncertainty. So yeah, they're on they're doing online school. It's not easy. So I'm finding that they're actually off of it. At least the girls. My son still loves loves <laughs> Fortnite, but with Fortnite, it's actually very social for them. He's on with totally. all his friends and they are talking to each other throughout. So I'll, I'll say to him, you know, is it you're on the game and your friends are there or you're with your friends? And you happen to be on the game. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. And he said, I'm with my friends talking, and the game is sort of the the facilitator of that. That's so really I, nice. I, yeah, I think it's it's it there will be a lot of learnings coming out of it. But what about your your team? You have a team of people yeah. that work for you. Um, how are you honoring relationships with with your team? How are you connecting with your team right now? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's interesting because our team has always been remote. We've actually never had an office. And so um, we've had many years of of experience before this quarantine. Um, But we try to, so for example, every on Mondays and Fridays, we all eat lunch together as a team. So everyone just logs on to Zoom. We call it kind of sandwich chat. Um, It's more like breakfast for me because I'm on the West Coast these days. So it's like coffee chat for me. Um, But everyone just kind of grabs their lunch. We don't talk about anything with work. We just kind of go around the horn and people talk about their kids or, you know, a bike ride they went on. um, And that's been really nice. Another thing that we did is we picked a one act play And we assigned everyone parts and then we got on Zoom and kind of like acted out the play together. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like some people had little costumes and it was, there were kids in the background and people were like forgetting to unmute themselves, whatever. It was a disaster, but super fun. We were laughing the whole time. And um, I think it's just fun little things like that, that, that keep people really connected. Yeah, no, I I agree. I've been doing a lot of talks in the last sort of, rule of the road is try to have some fun that these days can feel very heavy and long. And if you can figure out a way to, you know, to do it, that's consistent with your culture and your values and sort of the essence and soul of, 
you know, Zuckerberg Media, which clearly, you know, your interest and your love in theater, I think that's just perfect and was probably hilarious. It's it's great. I, you know, it has definitely been hard for our team because the two biggest industries that we're in are live events and theater. And both of those industries came to a screeching halt in, in March. So we went from like I was saying, 50 events a year to zero. Um, we're pivoting now to doing some webinars and, and online um, education, both for high school students and for elementary, which which I'm excited about. Um, and then the theatrical business was also ground to a halt. And in fact, like just announced that it's extending till September now that all theaters will be dark. Um, so we, we had kind of a, a few weeks in March where I just thought, gosh, like, do I even have jobs for people? Do are we even going to have a company? And but it's it's pretty amazing to see human creativity and how people can pivot and and really make the best of these situations. Yeah, and figure out ways to give back in this moment. That's one thing that that I saw when I was doing some research, seeing what you were up to to prepare for today. That that you have a partnership and and working or with blockchain technology and raising money for PPE. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I um, uh, So one of my portfolio companies that I've angel invested in is called Pledge Camp. Uh, they, they use blockchain for crowdfunding. So for example, if you went onto a crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter or Indiegogo and you um, supported a project, you, you kind of put money out there and you never actually know if the project's going to happen or not. You hope it's going to happen, but I think there's something like a 50% or even higher fail rate at supporting something on, on crowdfunding. But with blockchain, basically um, your money doesn't get released. It gets held in escrow and it gets released little by little as the, the project meets certain timelines. So you can feel a little more uh, trusted about, about the projects you're supporting. Um, so they were in the middle of launching that and then this crisis happened and they actually were able to pivot and now use their technology uh, for the supply chain, for getting personal protective equipment, because there's, again, that's, there's so much fraud there. You order things, you don't know if you're going to get them, you don't know if they're going to be the right thing. And so um, they're now applying this blockchain technology so you can see every step of the way uh, where the PPE is being sourced, if it's actually going to be delivered, who it's going to, how much money they're spending on it. And um, uh, that's been a, a really exciting thing to see a, a company pivot like that. That's amazing. You don't want to wait for people to to give back right now, which I know many people are, they want to give back, but you also don't, you know, you have a a pandemic or, or a, you know, a emergency throughout the country. And there is so much fraud when that, we, we saw it in Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. When, when that happened. And so to have a technology that can help you feel good and safe about, about giving is so important right now. So that's, that's Absolutely. amazing. So I have another book coming out in next January, as you know, um, about rituals and how rituals transform everyday routines into workplace magic. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's funny you know, no one could have predicted, you know, a year ago when I started working on this book or two years ago, how our days would be like Groundhog Day and talk about everyday routines. All we do is want to get out of these everyday routines. So do you have any rituals that, uh, that, you'd, that you'd be open to sharing? Totally. Gosh, we have so many. And, and like you, I think it's so important to give people things to look forward to during this time. I actually, um, 
I'm remembering all the way back to a course that I took in college. Uh, I was a psychology major, and I remember so clearly that my professor said that um, looking forward to something in the future actually brings you as much happiness as doing that thing. So she recommended, you know, plan a vacation a year out from now because you'll get as much happiness like looking forward to it as you will so so our lives are kind of full of rituals these days from everything from um uh on friday night we eat dessert before dinner that's just like a thing we do how did that um, start it's it actually started um it started several years ago with, uh, that was like how we decided to celebrate Shabbat in our household. I wanted to find a way to have the kids like kind of look forward to the end of the week. Um, and so Friday is, is dessert before dinner. Monday afternoon now, we call it garbage lunch. And what I mean by that is that on Tuesday mornings, we get our Instacart deliveries. So on Monday, I got to get rid of everything that's almost expiring in the fridge. So I just call it garbage lunch. And the kids like have no idea what they're going to get. They might get like a piece of chocolate cake and yogurt and an avocado. Like who, who knows? But um, we now we laugh about it and we're like, okay, like it's garbage lunch day. Um, and even the littlest thing, like uh, every night before bedtime, um, we play the song like I like to move it move it and we just have like an all-out dance party to that one song and then everyone goes to bed all the kids go to bed. Was that a quarantine ritual or was that a pre? No it's a quarantine ritual I don't know I don't even know how we got into that I song. I bet that one sticks until that I, will continue. I, I hope so it's just like everyone all out crazy dances the song is three minutes long and then at the end of that it's like okay bedtime. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I love that. I love the garbage <laughs> lunch because we're all trying to get rid of, get rid of all this food. Oh my God. Those are, I gave me some really good ideas. And you know, when I think about rituals, you know, rituals give us a sense of psychological safety, of belonging, of, of connection. And I, when I've been out there these days talking to companies, there's, it's important to maintain rituals. And so you know, when I hear you talking about Shabbat and, you know, keeping that ritual, which was, which you had pre-COVID and then thinking about, about new things that, that you can do as a family, you know, as a team. So I think that's totally. really I'm important. even, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to make even kind of the mundane things exciting. Like, um, I, like on Sundays now we've started doing a deep clean of our house as a family. Um, you know, I, Listen, I always appreciated having a, a house cleaner. That's something I've always appreciated and felt very blessed to have that as a resource. I, when I see my house cleaner again, like I'm going to, I want to kiss her. Like I, just, I'm, I have so much appreciation for how hard she works. But even that has become an opportunity for family bonding on Sundays when we do a deep clean and we divide into teams and there are like points for different rooms and things like that. And I, I don't think I've, like ever seen two kids so excited to scrub toilets. So I feel like almost anything can become fun. Wow. All right. I'm moving in with you. Um, <laughs> all right. So this, this really, I always learned so much when I talk to you. So as a final question before some rapid fire, fun lightning round questions, um, what do you do as a person that makes you feel most like you? Hmm. It's so Gosh. Um, well, I love, I mean, music and singing and theater is such a big part of my life. For me, I, even though when I was 
was living in New York in regular times, I was at the theater probably four times a week seeing shows. And so in an effort to not lose that, because that's something that's kind of so core to who I am, I've been trying really hard to, you know, to keep that alive with whether it's live streaming theatrical performances that are going on or even just having like little sing-alongs with my kids at home, just kind of keeping, keeping things alive. And um, I, I actually, I had my mom on the phone and together we watched like an entire Met opera over, uh, over the internet together, which was, was really nice. So that's something that, that I really am uh, trying to do. Uh, something else that I aspire to do, I wouldn't say I'm doing a good job of it, Erica. I, um, like fitness has always been such a big part of my life. Um, it's really hard these days. I aspire to stay in shape, but I feel like I wake up, I survive, like I tread water and then it's the evening and uh, I don't even know where the day went or what I did. Um, and so that's something that I'm slowly trying to bring back, whether it's even just going for a walk with the baby or, or doing some yoga or, or doing something, but it's, that's a struggle. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you if you take your little one out of online school, like you said, there'll be one less, you know, kid you have to stand over to be in online school, and you can all go for a walk and get your steps in. Exactly. I mean, I have to say, I <laughs> I had a, mo- a breakdown moment the other day. I was in the kitchen and I was overhearing one of the Zoom school things, and the teacher goes, "Okay, everyone, like, get a you know a soda bottle and then take out like." a scissor or a box cutter and cut the top off. And like, I, I mean, I almost lost my mind. I was like, you're telling kids, I know the teacher's like, try not to stab yourself. And um, I was like, I think this is the end. This is the end of Zoom school. And then I thought, wait a minute, actually learning how to wield a box cutter might be the only valuable skill they get out of this whole thing. So keep going. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> You can you can wrap all of these stories up into a new musical someday, and I will I will be the first in line to buy a ticket uh, <laughs> for sure. All right, so a few lightning round questions, and um, and then we'll wrap. So, Great. what is your cre? If you had to pick one time that was more of your creative time, would it be midnight or six a.m.? Definitely midnight. I love I love getting everyone to bed. Even my husband goes to bed early, and then I feel like it's like the world is mine. So funny when I ask that question because I am such a six AM person and I'm just amazed with all these late night people. <laughs> I, I would love to be a six AM person. Yeah, I would pick six AM a million times over. Guilty pleasure, sweet or savory? Savory. I'm like a cheese person. Like, give me a block of like good cheese, and I'm a happy person. So that's you know trying to uh, to not like eat so much in quarantine. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. All right. Well, good to know. Now I know I can send you a cheese plate. I might know <laughs> the answer to this song because of one of your earlier answers, but what would be your favorite song to sing karaoke to? Oh, well, obviously these days I like to move it, move it, but I would say that like my jam in like pre-COVID times is Son of a Preacher Man. Oh yeah. Good one. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you have time these days for, for TV or Netflix, but what's the most recent show that you've watched or binged? Yes. Oh my gosh. And now I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's on Amazon prime. And I think it's called uploaded 
is the show. Um, we just watched the first season. It's kind of a combination between like Black Mirror and a sitcom. It's basically like um, in the future from now, right before you die, you have the opportunity to upload yourself to the cloud and kind of live in a luxury community in heaven and correspond with your loved ones back on earth. And it's like a kind of like a, a dark dark twisted like internet meets a sitcom so we've been loving that oh show oh my gosh all right i'm gonna check it out and finally <laughs> what will be the first thing you'll do when we get out of quarantine oh well aside from just like hug my family um i just i'm gonna give my family such a big hug i i'm lucky i live really close right now to all my siblings and um so we've we've had a lot of conversations across driveways and like through backyards and stuff but um it's not quite the same the second is i just want to go to a coffee shop and sit in it like i'm probably gonna ball like a baby the first time i walk into like a local coffee shop and like get a cappuccino and then like <laughs> take it without a glove and a face mask and sit like I was like oh my gosh that's just like that it feels that feels so luxurious it which is which is just amazing that that those yeah. are the kinds of 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 answers but look I agree you know me I am a daily Starbucks goer luckily mine is is open yeah. for a drive-through where I am right now but but I agree. It's sitting there and feeling like not even using a to-go cup, using a real mug and feeling the heat yes. on your hands and just and sitting the people there. People watching. And I don't know, Erica, you're such a social person. How like what are you doing during this time? I mean, at least I feel like I'm sort of like a closet introvert. So like I can deal with it. But I you're I mean, you're like one of the most social people I know. It's hard. It's hard. Someone asked me the other day, they were talking about travel and you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, travel. I just want to have friends over for dinner. Like mm -hmm. that's all I want. It's it's yeah. it's hard. I would say I'm I'm up and down having a having a hard time with that. You know, and one of the things when you were talking about technology and the shift, and you're gonna have to write dot complicated 2.0 because it's <laughs> exactly. really complicated now. The quarantine edition. <laughs> the quarant no, I mean you you seriously should, but one of the things, and I guess, you know, we'll wrap after this, your, get your opinion on this. I feel like for myself and for others that even though I'm on technology more than I ever have been, I'm looking up at people. Mm -hmm. And in a way that I haven't since the iPhone came out. And so I might be on it for more hours, but I'm using it in a way because we have no option to see people in person. Yeah. And so that to me is a positive. I don't know. And, and I'm hoping that that when things go back, that when we do see each other in person, we won't go back to that world of people texting each other in the next cubicle or all being in the same building and calling into meetings from down the hall. I mean, do you feel hopeful? You're a tech person. I mean, what do you yeah. think? No, I feel I feel very hopeful. I think there's so many things about our life that we really took for granted that um, it's going to take us a long time to, to get back to. I mean, I think even attending a conference with other humans and live speakers on stage is going to be an incredible thing. Going on a vacation, sitting in a live sporting event or concert. Like, I think these are all things that we just really took for granted about our lives that um, 
you know, if there is a silver lining to all this, maybe it's helping us realize again how special a lot of those things are and, and just how fortunate we, we were to have all that access at our fingertips so easily. So I, I'm with you. I think people will appreciate it. I think they'll, they'll think twice about, um, you know, their interactions and, and making sure that they're positive. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're always so fun and interesting and creative. And every time I talk to you, I learn so much. I get so many great ideas. I'm going to watch that show uploaded starting tonight. Yes. And uh, and and tell me what your next garbage lunch is because I, I have a feeling like ours is going to be really weird. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay sane. And I can't wait until I can see you and have a coffee in person. Likewise. Yes. That, that first coffee date, let's do it together. I can't it's wait. A date. Mwah. Mwah. My love. Thank you for tuning in this week to Left to Our Own Devices. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you want to receive my monthly newsletter, text the word human to 66866, or you can connect with me by email at erica at spaghettiproject.com. Stay safe, stay connected, and I'll see you next time.